Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Casual Talk Radio is a very diverse podcast. There's a lot that's discussed, various topics, some of which might be of direct interest to you, some of which are just stories. You know, I like to share what's going on in Nutso World. And Nutso World, if you don't know what that means, is the world of craziness. Because that's what I live in. My name is Leister, and I'm going to share another one of those stories. If you're new, welcome, by the way. But I like to share stories, and I want to share this story. This is about work, as usual. I say as usual. My, my arm, by the way, the visual is recovering. I no longer have these, you know, Chernobyl radiation-looking blisters all over my arm. Those are gone. Now I just have a bunch of scars and a little bit of scabbing in one targeted place, but a lot of scars. It kind of looks like vitiligo, like it's really pale, these and one of them looked like a crater. Like you could see the edge of the skin layer and then the white underneath it. That's mostly past, but it just visually doesn't look good. And then I, I sat under a hot shower because the pain was just getting to me. Sat under a hot shower, so that cleansed my arm. And then I applied the, uh, I have a cream that I apply for that to help with the swelling and help the skin repair. And I can only take that for two weeks stints. And then I have to back off. And then if the pain gets to a point, then I, Add um, Tiger Balm, shout out to that one, on parts that don't have sores. Unfortunately, the pain's coming from the sore areas mostly. There's that. And then uh, if that doesn't work, then I've got a lidocaine uh, roll-on, salampus. That's that's uh, the emergency stuff. And then every evening, I take one Motrin. And that seems to get it, let's say if pain is a 10, it takes it down to about a 2 so I can at least partially sleep, if nothing else. So I'm, I'm dealing with that. And then separately then, my endeavors, I have to deal with stuff there. So this is where the story begins, mostly around the first endeavor. But the second endeavor has a little bit of it, but not as much as the first one now. So the first endeavor, for those that don't know, my first endeavor, I work with an agency where technology, I do technology services, building. And in some ways, it's not just the work, it's also consultative. Like I advise them on the best way to do things. And I always get kind of concerned when I hear certain of them talk because it's clear, like I know that young people today in high school, they're learning more about technology than ever than back in, back in my day, you know, back in my day, we learned computers, but not to the degree I know the young folks are today. And they're learning more about things that are relevant for STEM type degrees. So there are certain fundamentals in technology that I always, I'm hoping that my peers or if they're not peers, superiors, whatever, they echo the same thing. And I know that mine is the correct answer because I've seen it in countless companies across the nation. So in this agency, I work for a client in the agency. So my org works for that client. And then there's a different group. They provide technical services for the client. I have to coordinate with them in order to get what the client needs. So the, our job together is to get the client what they're trying to do. The client really likes me because I can talk the game. I can read the room. I can perceive what they're trying to do. 
every solution I propose, they're always open to at least trying it. Like there's not this pushback and I can communicate very well to them in a way that they can consume. It's hard for the project manager. He sucks. He doesn't know how to communicate to the customer. He's already pissed them off a couple of times. Uh, my boss, she's already pissed, pissed the client off. Not, it wasn't her fault. It's just, you gotta have, you just kind of have to be careful with the way you talk to the client, just what it is. And I'm the only one that's mastered this, right? So we're doing this major initiative to isolate one of their solutions that they depend on and take more control of it. Right now it's under the control of that group that handles the technology and they suck at it. So let's say if it's something I know I can do in 20 minutes tops, it takes sometimes three weeks. I'm not exaggerating because their process, the analogy I make often is let's say your door got blown off in a hurricane or something. They put you through, let's say you need to get support. They put you through the same level of rigor for that support as if you need to change a light bulb. So obviously a light bulb is pretty damn simple to do. You can do it yourself if you had the bulb, but maybe it's too high to reach. And if you need to call somebody, it might be as simple as them showing up, put up a ladder, deep, 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 right? But no, they'll say, well, we'll get you out there in three weeks. Or like DMV. DMV is a great example, right? All you need to do is update your records on the DMV. Well, make an appointment. We'll get to you in three months. <sighs> you know, that kind of stuff, right? That's that's how they work. So everything is dumb slow. So it, I can look at it and say, this is a 20-minute job. To them, it's three weeks. That's their reality. That's how they work. And that's the unfortunate truth. So we're trying to get away from them so that the client is happy. We're trying to increase the satisfaction, fix flaws in the software. I got a lot of work to do just in getting away from the current joke. So what I did is I said at the front of this whole project, I told them, I need you to step up and you got to deliver fast because we have a deadline of June 30th to make this happen. We're not 50% of the way done yet. So I need you to step up and go faster than you normally do. Their normal SLA is seven days for every ticket. Just to build out one environment was like 30 some odd tickets because they don't, they don't do it the way I would do it, which is I give you one ticket and you figure out everything it may, takes to make it work. Here's the analogy of this. When you go buy a car, you go down to the dealership, usually you're sitting down there in 33 hours and that's a scam, but they do it on purpose to entice you to buy the car. It's all psychological. After three hours, you finish signing the paperwork. You're like, all right, cool. I got my car ready to go. There's no keys. Well, I mean, you didn't order keys. I mean, we, we didn't order keys. We can order keys for you. We just got to get them from Boston. Take about a week. Okay, well, that's kind of odd that you would have keys for a car because isn't that the point? Like, it's unthinkable, right? Unheard of. So, okay, a week later, you get in there. Yep, here's your keys. You try it. They don't work. Well, I mean, we didn't program them. I mean, you know, we can, but, you know, we have to send that to California. Take about a week. Why would you give me keys and not program? Well, I mean, we, we just want you to ask if you want it, you know, whatever. So you wait another week, keys come back, the program, car doesn't start. They look, there's no 12 volt battery. Well, I mean, you, you didn't say you wanted a 12 volt. I mean, you know, we, we sometimes people, that's what I'm dealing with. Like every single incremental stupid, they don't make the assumption at the end of the day, this customer needs to drive off with that car. And there's certain things to make that happen. That's not the way they work. As a result, Everything is a ticket. Everything's a request. And then they take seven days per. You can do the math yourself. So I'm telling them, and I've, I've said in multiple situations, look, I've done this before. I've worked with 80-year-old folks and it's taken us an hour to do this. Why does it take you this long? I'll give you two days. This escalated where people are getting all pissy and frustrated and, and offended because they're getting shown up by, by an octogenarian 
I'm sorry, but the guy was brilliant. That's what I'm highlighting. The guy was brilliant. And what I expect is that you get inspired and in some ways ashamed that this octogenarian is showing you up and making you look bad. I'm happy to help you because I'm competitive like that. Let's see if we can beat that hour. Like That's how I take it. How they take it is, well, that 80, you know, they ain't got to say that. I mean, and they're focused on this. They focused on this for two weeks, two weeks straight. We had a different ticket. This was not me, but one of the technicians. He's a cool dude, but he's like, I need to get something done. I'm getting pushed back on this other group, okay? I documented it. I reported it to management. I said exactly what he said. I got pushed back from this other group. That's what I wrote. Apparently, this goes up the chain, and this other lady, I don't want to hear the word pushback. Instead of, let's fix the reason he got pushed back, she got offended about the word pushback being used. Like, didn't want to fix it, but didn't want to hear about the word at like that's mind boggling. So they, they fixate on this. So I had a talk today and we were, we were in a meeting about a meeting from yesterday. So this meeting yesterday, I get in, I think I told the story on the, on the uh, earlier episode about this dude. He looks like Scott Bakula, right? So he's, and he's just not, I can tell what he's doing. The very first, I can tell his body language and his eyes. I can already tell he's a jackass, right? So he's starting the conversation and he's like, let's start know what you're trying to do. You want to get this, 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 this? I said, yeah, because I want in a matching environment. It's all SDLC. This is 101 technology. He goes on a rant about one of them. He doesn't have any foundation. He's using Chewbacca defenses. Then he starts using crypto terminology. This is FUD. And this, da, da, da. he's speaking like one of these crypto nutcases that gets fixated on their meme token. That's how he's talking. So I can tell he's on social media. And so I'm not going to argue with the dude because I can already tell nothing I say is going to click with him. So I said, quote, I concede. I'll do it like you said. Well, you need to explain. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'll do what you said. I can see. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I'll do what you said. Like, it's that playground crap of like in the old days, you know, where this this kid over here is complaining because you won't let him play with your, your games or your toys. And then you finally say, fine, you can play with the games or the toys. I don't like that at the controller. Do, 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 do. That's what this is, where it's like you give them what they want and they still don't like it. That's how I knew I had exposed this dude in front of five different people, including my boss. Right. So apparently this spun around with his leadership. And so today I had a follow up meeting with a different person who's reports to this guy. And this guy says, no, we can do that. It just it's not what we normally do, but we can do it. It's not like the first one who's like now. This guy's like, we can, it's just not what we normally do. And we don't, we just not a standard. So we'd have to go outside the standard to do it, but we're willing to work with you, which is what I wanted from Scott Bakula. He wasn't doing it, right? So, okay. So you guys aren't consistent. You guys aren't talking to each other. That's really the problem. And you, low-level dude, are afraid of your boss. That's what the game is. And I knew what I was doing, calling him out, the first one. So I talked to my leader and she said, yeah, you're ruffling feathers upstream. Hey, if people are getting offended because I'm doing what I was told to do, what I'm paid to do, that's not my problem. Well, there might be some shifts. That's cool. Cause here's the thing. They still got to serve the customer. They still got to serve the client. And I guarantee you can't none of them do it like I do. Cause don't know, them know what the heck they're doing. That's why we're doing this initiative to get the hell away from them. They don't know how to do this. So if they want to try to play games and say, he's got to go. Cause he made our, made us feel bad. Hey, I, I welcome that smoke because at the end of the day, here's the truth. If you do that, all you're doing is exposing yourself to the upper leadership that you guys are some snowflakes. And I'd be cool with it because guess what? I'm still going to get paid because I got the second endeavor. And that's what I told her. It's up to them. They still got to solve the client. So if you want, if they want to be that petty, let them. 
It's not going to bother me. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm paid to do. I've not said a single thing about any individual I'm advocating for my client. And in this case, I pushed back on him because what he said is wrong and stupid and he doesn't know what he's talking about. I didn't say that, but that's what it is. And then I conceded. I didn't agree because he is an idiot. He didn't know what he's talking about, but I conceded and I gave him what he asked for and he still argued. That's how I knew it was personal. It was never about doing this. He was not trying to do that. He was trying to prove a point and he was trying to be right and justify his no. But see, I'm a master of the game. You can't come at me. Psychology, it is one of my best skills. The moment I walk into a meeting, I can tell if you're going to be a jackass or not. And I simply, it's kind of like puppet strings. I, I play it, right? And I'll get you to expose what you're doing. You, so the theory from the leader is he's probably said, okay, since you're ruffling these feathers, he figured he'd take a crack at you and see if he can crack you down. He, and he failed. And he got embarrassed, and that's why he got upset. Hey, I didn't do anything. I said, this is what I want. He gave up a BS Chewbacca defense. I said, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Then he goes on this rant. I said, I concede what you want. I'll do it that way. He still went on a rant. And I said, I'm not going to help you understand because you're not willing to, because you're not trying to, no problem. I'll just do what you're asking and move on because I'm not going to play that game. I'm a master of it. You can't beat me at that. And it's actually fun in a way and disappointing in another because the customer is the one who's put out. The customer is the one who's not getting what they need because of childish nonsense like this playground crap like this, instead of people working together to give the customer what they want. It just so happens that I'm exposing it because I don't work for them. I work for me. I'm my own boss. So they don't get to call the shots. They say I'll get paid as long as I'm doing my work. I'm doing what I was told to do, so I'm going to keep collecting a check whether they like it or not. And if they decide they don't want me there, then it's still up to them to solve the customer. And guess what? They're going to screw up. And so for me, it's like this exciting, pivotal moment where I have a chance to make change. I have a chance to improve the lives of certain people who actually are good people and improve how this all works because all I'm doing is exposing how jacked up they are and how lackadaisical and non-caring they are when they talk a good game and then go around getting all flustered when somebody calls them out on inefficiency and broken processes. That's all I ever did. I said, this is something you can do in two days. Tell me why you can't do it. What's the problem? If you can't do it, tell me why. So I can tell your leader, how about you hire some people or fire some bad ones? I don't care. My moral for everybody out there, I'm not advocating that you do that at your workplace because it takes a level of experience, a level of confidence. Like you have to be kind of a master of your craft on whatever it is your trade is. You got to be a master at it to where nobody can question you. Nobody can challenge you in what it is that you're doing so that you can talk confidently and say, this is wrong. What a lot of businesses, and this is not, this is a different thing, but in a lot of businesses, what they want you to do is group think with them. You got somebody sitting up in front of the room talking a bunch of nonsense if you know they're talking a bunch of nonsense, what they want you to do is just nod your head and agree and go along with the flow. And then guess what? When things go wrong, they damn sure are not going to take accountability for it. They're going to point blame at the very people in that room. That's the game. I simply don't play it. And I know how to detect it. I know when I got people who really don't give a damn about what we're doing and they're trying to entrap somebody else and put them out. And I just simply know how to catch that. And I know how to respond. And ultimately, I'm going to put it in choice form. Choice A, give me what I'm asking for and you make me go away. Choice B, don't give me what I asked for and we'll find out what the fallout is. And if you don't like that and you think that's a threat, sorry, I can't help you there. So 
I'm having fun. I'm having fun only because it means, despite how old I am, and I'm quite decrepit, it means I still got the skill, the psychology skill, the ability to detect scum. That's all I can describe it as, is scummy people that I know that it's just, they're so, they don't know what they're doing and they're trying to pretend like they do. And I've said 80% confidence, 20% competence. I've said that, but you got to be able to back up your confidence with facts. You can't talk nonsense. You can't say things that are factually not true. You can't say things you can't back up. You can't just throw out random crap because that just exposes you. So your confidence has to be backed by, with facts and things that can be proven, things that are consensus, things that are understood by the main, not just in your mind. Because if you just do stuff that's in your mind, you get exposed when I call it out. So I get, I, I'm having fun for exposing crap but I don't like that the client is put out because of crap. And I'm not advocating anybody out there do what I did, unless you, again, are a master of your craft. And if you are, I would question if you've ever been in a situation, I would ask that, casualtalkradio.net slash contact, let us know the story. But if you've ever been in that situation where you've been trying to, you've been forced to group think or quote encouraged to just go along with the crowd, nod your head and say whatever, I to me, I don't think that's, that's a disservice to whoever you're serving, honestly. So I would, I would never do that. And I have not done and will not. And I was trained by the best, the director. Maybe I'll talk about the director on one of these episodes because people may not have gotten a chance to read that article that I wrote. And unfortunately, LinkedIn is crap, so they may have deleted it. But the director article is one of the finest I ever wrote about a, the person who made me who I am. And I'm sure she's passed on right now. But maybe I'll do a podcast episode and talk about her at some point in the near future. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care and I will see you on our next upload.